I have spent weeks listening to your channel. I have listened to so many accounts of inexplicable happenings. It has taken me a long time to work up the willpower to talk about my experience. I prefer not to bring it up often because I don't want it to be real. And I'm afraid if it happened once, it could happen again. But here I am telling you anyway. This event took place when I had been a ranger for about a year. When I first started out, I was single and only had to think of myself. I could make just about any accommodations work. That was back in the early 2000s. I honestly never thought I would find a significant other. But then I ended up meeting just the right person, out of the blue. I was working in the Medicine Bow Rut National Forest at the time. While we were engaged, I was still living in a pretty primitive situation. So it wasn't the best setup for our social life. But we spent plenty of time together during my time off. We both loved to hike a lot. And one of our first trips together was camping in this spot we loved, a bit east of the National Forest. It was quiet and off the beaten path. It was a great place to get away from everyone and recharge. The first night we were there, it was a little stormy, so we didn't sleep that great. But the next day started off much calmer. We wanted to drive to a neighboring peak that I had heard about, so on the second morning of our trip, we headed that way. There were supposed to be several different trails and quite a few campsites in the area, but there was one trail that went to an alpine lake that we wanted to check out. We drove for about an hour to get to the place. When we got there, it seemed weird that most of the campsites were empty. I had heard that the area was usually very popular, but there were only a couple spots taken. One of the sites had an old broken down tent and seemed to be kind of trashed. The other occupied site had an old man cooking something over his fire. When we pulled up, he gave us a look like we were trespassing or something. There was an old truck and a jeep in the parking area. We parked and started getting our stuff together. I was getting pretty weird vibes from this place, even though I heard good things about it. It seemed to have gone downhill since the last time I looked at the reviews. We went searching for the trail and finally found a path after looking around for a while. The path was easy to follow, but the switchbacks were really steep. It really gave us a workout. We made it up there and enjoyed the beautiful view and took some pictures. We hung out there for a while and had a snack and talked about our plan for the next day. When we started heading down, we got about halfway and all of a sudden, everything got completely silent. We couldn't hear a sound. No birds, no bugs, no wind, nothing. It was a very large and abrupt, obvious change. And we felt this incredibly oppressive feeling that just surrounded and pressed in on us with this heavy force. It makes me shudder to think about it now. I somehow felt like we were being trapped, even though we were surrounded by open space. My fiance and I looked at each other and we both had fear in our eyes. We started running downhill, but the feeling seemed to follow us. We were coming around one of the switchbacks when we heard this ungodly shriek. And then, the air seemed to be filled with an immense dark shadow. It didn't seem possible, but it felt like a huge cloak was being dropped over us. Out of nowhere, I saw something flapping slowly like the wings of a giant bird, but I only got a glance at it before I must have blacked out. 
I don't know how to describe it except it was moving through the air in a very unusual way, and it seemed to be the source of the silence that had fallen over everything. It felt like a void of complete emptiness. I remember trying to outrun it, but knowing that it was impossible. It was probably only a few seconds before it overtook my mind and shut me down. Then we came back to our senses. We were back sitting in our car. I looked at my watch and four hours have gone by, twice the length of time it would have taken us to get down the trail. I have no idea if we actually lost consciousness or somehow that our memory of those hours eradicated. My fiance and I compared the experiences. They were identical. When we woke up, we felt completely disoriented. I looked around in the same truck and jeep were parked nearby. The old man was still sitting outside of his tent, but now he had his back to us. We just sat there in disbelief, trying to understand what had happened to us. But there was no understanding it. It was like something out of a bizarre fairy tale. I guess the only thing comforting us, if you could call it that, was that we had experienced the same thing. So we either weren't crazy, or we're both completely crazy. Some of the stories I've heard on here have made me feel less alone at least. My fiance and I did end up getting married, and we still like to hike, but we have moved away from that area where that happened. I wouldn't consider going back there ever again. I was working for the United States Forest Service in the Blood Mountain Wilderness. If you don't know, that's the wilderness area in Georgia. About 10 miles of the Appalachian Trail runs through it. The wilderness area can be rugged in some parts, but we try to maintain it well for the visitors. We have a healthy population of black bears in the area, so that's a major concern. My experience happened in the late 90s. We had several reports about black bears bothering dispersed campers, despite using proper bear precautions. I did some night patrols of the area to see if I could find the bear responsible. I was driving along one of the access roads in the park when I saw something moving in a ditch. It looked like the outline of a bear. It was fixed on something in the ditch. I shined a spotlight to get a better look. I couldn't see its face, only its back, but I could see that it was eating something. It looked like a deer carcass, but I wasn't certain from that angle. I stayed in my vehicle, but I rolled down the window and tried to scare it off. Bears can be aggressive around food, and we weren't too far from an area with frequent campers. I screamed, honked the horn, and waved my light around, but the animal didn't seem to notice or care. I had a signal flare in my truck. I lit it and threw it at what I thought was a large black bear. The flare hit the animal in the back, and it finally turned around. I could see it wasn't a bear at all. Its face was illuminated red by the flare that was burning at its feet. It was a wolf, a gigantic black wolf. I'm not joking when I say that it was the size of an adult black bear, maybe even larger. Its eyes were a yellowish amber color, and its teeth looked too big for its mouth like those Ice Age creatures you read about in books. I had clearly pissed it off. It was staring right at me through the window. I honked a horn at it, but the creature didn't care. I, I can't tell you how fast I rolled up my window 
but the animal didn't go to the driver's side window like I thought it was going to. It walked right in front of my truck. If I thought the wolf was big before, it was enormous now. It stood in front of my truck like it dared me to hit it. It would have been like hitting an elk. I knew my truck couldn't take that kind of damage, and I think the wolf did too. I knew I had to get out of there, but it was blocking the road. I slammed the truck into reverse and spun around as quick as I could. The wolf didn't budge. I watched the entire time in my mirror, but here's the creepy part. As if seeing a giant wolf creature wasn't frightening enough. As I was driving away, I watched the wolf in my rearview mirror and it stood up on its hind feet, just like a bear. I got back to the ranger station and locked myself inside. I called my supervisor and I told him about the wolf, and he didn't believe me. He said I must have been tired and it was probably just a bear or a stray dog. I don't blame him, but it was frustrating. The whole thing sounded absurd, but I know what I saw, and it wasn't a bear, and it wasn't just some stray dog. On my drive home that night, I was too afraid to even look out the window at the forest. I was so afraid I would see that thing's face out there. Somehow, I managed to get inside the safety of my house. I didn't sleep at all that night. I went back to the ranger station in the morning, and what I saw there will haunt me for the rest of my life. All around the perimeter of the station were footprints, wolf footprints to be exact, except they were the size of a bear's. It had followed me all the way back that night. I showed my supervisor the prints when I got to the station. But he accused me of playing an elaborate prank, since the prints were obviously canine shaped, but they were entirely too large. I tried to track where the creature went, but it covered its tracks well. It was like it wanted me to see that it was there, but it didn't want me to know where it went off to. I was terrified. If that thing managed to follow me back to the station that night, it could have followed me back to my house. I don't imagine walls or locked doors could stop an animal like that if it really wanted to get in. I ended up transferring to a different area and finding an apartment nearer the city. I just couldn't sleep knowing that that thing was nearby. I never found out exactly what it was. It was just a giant wolf or it was some sort of unknown creature. Whatever it was, it was extremely smart. I keep thinking back to that moment in the truck. It knew I wouldn't hit it if it stood in front of me. It knew I couldn't. It managed to follow me back to the ranger station. But that's all it did. It put quite a bit of effort into scaring me. But it didn't try to attack. If it wanted me dead, it had its chance then. I don't know what to think of it. I know I never want to see it again. And you won't ever catch me anywhere near Blood Mountain. I can tell you that. We were attacked. I know that sounds ominous and a little stupid, but that's what it was. It was a siege. They hit us hard and fast, and before we knew what was happening, they were gone. I wish I could say we were in a castle. I wish I could say we were behind walls that were defendable or sturdy. We were in a mobile home. I was parked out in Arizona at the time, right on the edge of the desert. I think I was trespassing, technically. I'm sure I was on reservation land, 
I didn't mess with no one, and no one messed with me. It was ideal for someone in my situation, with too much social anxiety and not enough distractions. Somehow, out in the middle of nowhere, I even made a few friends. Tom and George were the closest things I had to friends anyway. That's not their real name, of course, but I promise you that their real names are just as bland. You wouldn't know that they descended straight from the natives and still lived on the land of their forefathers who fought colonization to the bitter end. Maybe they didn't have enough distractions either. Why else would they have been partying with me in a rundown mobile home? We had a nice fire going. It burned most of the night. We had a few drinks, danced around it, and George even brought over a few of his single friends. They left early. I'm glad George and Tom stuck around, although I'm not sure they'd say the same. I'm sure they wish they had left me alone out there that night. They wouldn't have had to see what I saw. They wouldn't have had to fight. It must have been 2 a.m. when we heard them. Something scurrying outside of the vehicle. We were at a table inside playing a round of cards. Tom heard them first. His eyes were on the windows before we could guess why. He went outside with a baseball bat to scare away coyotes. That's what we figured they were, you know. Coyotes come around sometimes. They scram when you start getting loud. Tom could get loud too. Watching him get all animated always made George and I laugh. We followed him outside after a few moments. I remember George asking if we missed the show. When our feet hit the dirt, Tom was already quiet. But Tom didn't answer. He didn't turn back. He was staring at something on the other side of the dim fire. We looked over his shoulders to see what it was. It was a man, I think. Maybe. I think they were people. People raised by the desert. I guess people raised by wolves? The man animal was naked and crouching on the ground. We couldn't see his face through the licking flames. George yelled to scare him off, and another man creature scurried up to join the first. This one was a female. We saw her face. It was shaped like a bat or a rodent or something. Her nose split open like a blooming flower. Her teeth were awkward, and her lips were pulled back to expose a quarter inch of gums on the top and bottom of her mouth. If she had eyes, I didn't see them. George got quiet. I was the first one to turn tail. I wasn't sticking around to write a report for National Geographic. Tom followed, and George came in last. He locked the door. We stood there staring at it, huffing, for what must have been a full minute. Then something slammed against the door. It wasn't dull like flesh. It was hard and cracked when it hit the paneling. We found out the next morning that it was a log from the fire. They grabbed it out of there while it was still burning. Then came the stones. It sounded like hail at first. Hail and howling wolves. As the creatures whooped and screamed outside, they pelted the mobile home with whatever they could find. The windows cracked shattered. We were worried they'd be smart enough to burn us out. They weren't, or maybe they weren't trying to kill us at all. Who knows? Maybe it was just a show of strength. We fought to keep our door barricaded and the windows blocked. One of the rocks sailed in and struck George in the temple. He didn't go down, but his legs wobbled after that. Tom kept yelling back. I doubt the beasts outside spoke any of the languages that Tom did. He threatened them anyway. 
that things got braver, even if they didn't get smarter. Eventually, the tin-like thuds of the stones and logs was replaced by the slap of the creature's palms. They smacked the walls like they could force their way in. If they tried the door, they probably could have. An hour later, it was silent. We heard them run back to wherever they came from, back to the mystery of the desert. When we opened the door, they were gone, but the walls of my mobile home were dented and covered in dirty handprints. Mud from the desert earth, blood, and other bodily fluids streaked across the vehicle like paint. None of us spoke that morning. We cleaned up together. We washed the walls with a rag, a gallon of water, and half a bottle of vodka. We worked in absolute silence until the evidence of that night before was scrubbed from existence. We didn't want to look at it at all. We wanted to pretend it was a dream. The boys left after that. I stuck around until the sun went down, and I thought I heard noises outside, and I left right away. I had the vehicle towed. The company that grabbed it fined me for the condition of the mobile home. Apparently, it was covered in dirt again. The inside was tossed, covered in the smell of animals and excrement. I sold it as soon as I could. This is the truth, though. That's the story of what happened. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm sure I won't have the courage to talk about it again. If I can ask three questions, what do you think they were? Why us? And why then?